What a great day, streakers, to be on the podcast. We're so glad that you're with us today. I've got Jamie here with me. I am here with you. That's so amazing. I love it when you get to join me. You are so busy with seven children. Do you really have seven children? Isn't that the question you were asked today? Yes. (laughs) Today I did get the shocking, you have seven children? The way they say it. The way they say it. Seven? The seven? Yes, seven. The seven, yeah. So if you could see us, you would see how young she looks and be able to say the same thing. But the reason you can't see us is because... (laughs) Because you're like, I do not... I I am not presentable on video today. (laughs) Isn't that great that no matter what you're wearing or how much makeup you have or don't have on... Your voice sounds the same. It does, no matter what. I guess when I wake up in the morning and I have the low FM DJ voice, mm-hmm. that that's a little different. Yes. <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about? Today? All right. Well, welcome to the Streaking Podcast. And today we're talking about getting in the groove or staying in the groove. It's a little bit of a conversation that we had, and we're going to introduce that to you today and talk about how streaking is all about staying in the groove. So with that, let's start streaking. What is streaking and why should you do it? Streaking is how you set up personal winning streaks. Look at who you want to be and what you need to do to become that person. This is streaking. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jamie. And we are streakers. Through 30 years of marriage and seven children, we have learned the power of consecutive consistency or streaking. To start streaking is simple. You just follow these three laws. Make it laughably simple. Keep a record and join the streaking community. Streaking is your hidden superpower. With it, you will consistently progress and grow in whatever area of life you want. In this podcast, Jeff and I will share all the fun, exciting, serious, solemn, wonderful parts of family, spiritual, professional, and personal life, and how streaking powers it all. So join us in the conversation, join the movement, and start streaking today. Okay, so I have a little experience I want to share with you. Okay. Okay. So I have a streak to record at least one podcast every day. Okay. Now, you you don't have that streak. Nope. <laughs> no, but I have that streak. It's not to publish one podcast every day. It's to record one. Okay. And I recently was asked is why? Why do you have the streak to do it every day when you don't publish a podcast every day? And... I didn't really know the answer to that until I had an experience. So there's another podcast that I publish that I won't go into right now, but it's not one that, it's one that I've been doing every day. And this weekend, you know this weekend that we had on Saturday, we were till from sunup to sundown. Yes. Or pa- from before sunup to past sundown. Mm-hmm. Well, we got home at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Because I had DJed the dance and everything else. Well, I did not get the opportunity to record or the other podcast. I okay. recorded a podcast, but I didn't record the other podcast that we usually do. Okay. And the next day, it was very difficult for me to record the podcast. And I was like, I wonder why. And so I did. And then... The day, the day after that, it was still difficult for me until yesterday I finally got back in the groove. Hmm. And I recognized why it was so important for me to be able to stay in the groove. That's why I do a podcast every single day. So that's what I thought you and I, I was asked that and I thought, you know, that'd be a good topic to talk about as far as being in the groove. Because sometimes people say, well, for example for a work streak 
well, I don't want to do it on the weekends. Right. But I have a couple of professional streaks, actually a lot of professional streaks that I do on the weekend as well because I want to stay in the groove. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So how do you so so how do you answer the question to people that would say, Well, you need you need to take a break? Because so I'll give a Yeah, go ahead. I'm I have a this. lady that I follow on Instagram, just recently started following her. But I'm following her because she's seventy years old. Yeah. And she is really in really good shape. Yeah. And so, um, and I was kind of scrolling through some of her reels, and one of the questions that she answered that someone had asked her is, do you take rest days? Like, how do you do your dress days? And it was cute when she answered it. She goes, well, I'm a little embarrassed to answer this question. But, but she said, I don't do rest days. So she doesn't ever, she exercises every day. Every day. And at first, I thought, oh. That's a lot. But I wonder if it has a lot to do with what you're talking about, that she feels like I feel good when I exercise. I don't want to not do it. And I'm I'm in a groove. Like this is this is how I do it. So I don't I don't take a day off. I keep mm-hmm. doing it. Mm-hmm. Now with that being said, she has a lot of variety in what she does. And I bet I'm willing to bet because I think everybody is this way, if you're human, that you have good days and bad days. So I don't think all of her workouts are created equal. In other words, I'm sure she has not good days. But And what, what actually is a not good day? I mean, you know what I mean? Because I think about that and I'm like, what is not a good day? Not a good day would for her would be not exercising. Yeah, it would probably be not exercising. It'd be like, but I guess what I'm saying is that she probably has days that are like, wow, that was... That was a good, and we all do things that were like, oh, that felt good. That was, that was up to the level that I wanted it to be. Right, right. Whatever that is. And you ask a good question because I think that sometimes this is part of the problem that we have as people too, is we think, I don't know that we always define a good day realistically. It's, it's <laughs> I agree. some, I don't know that we always have an accurate measure saying, oh, when I do this, it's good because technically good maybe look you did it the, the quality doesn't always have to be it doesn't always have to be amazing right but you did it you did it but i think sometimes that's how we measure is that no the quality has to always be at this level and a good day is when the quality hits that and a bad day is when the quality doesn't which with with streaking it's that i did it I mean, that's, that, that's, that's, that's the staying in the group. Cause I think where you're going, and I'd like to talk about this too, is the problem with 1% better. I didn't want to talk about that today. I wanted to talk about that in another podcast. How come you want to talk? Cause I think it relates right along with this staying in the groove. I know you want to talk about another podcast cause you want to research it some more. I do, but we can talk about it. I will let you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate your, 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 you're right. It does relate to it because it's right there. Yeah. So we were talking about it this morning that, so somebody presented in, in a, I think it was actually it was a at church. church. Yeah, it was a church. The 1% better concept, but the way that it was presented and 1% better comes from atomic habits, James atomic Blair. habits. But that was, I, 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 that's why I wanted to research is the originality of it came from Sir David, Sir David. 
Dave, yes, who was a cyclist, I believe in the UK. Yeah, it is. A yeah. coach. You could be very and confident he, with that. That is exactly right. He wanted the, to of test. the British cycling team, British which was not doing team. very well at all. And he wanted to test the theory of marginal. A, marginal uh, gains. Or marginal the aggregate, gains. The aggregation of marginal gains. But that's it. Yes. You're, you're right. The aggregation. Which, so what he did is he said, I want to look at every single aspect of cycling. So everything that goes into being on a cycling team and being a cyclist. And I want to know if we take every component of that and we make it 1% better, how does that affect us overall? We make each individual each component 1% better. better. Yeah. I think that sometimes what happens when people present that story is they present it like, I'm going to take this one thing that I'm doing and I'm going to make it 1% better every like day over day over day. Right. So I always have to be getting 1% better. Right. That's not what he did. No. And he in took, fact, that's unattainable. And I think that because, so the, what we had talked about is that when you take one thing and you aggregately say, I'm going to make it 1% better than it was yesterday and then 1% better than it was. And so then what I look at, better. just taking it practically, I'm going to, today we're going to make the pedals 1% better. Tomorrow we're going to make the bike frame 1% better. Exactly. Then we're going to make the spokes 1% better. And it was and over... how our feet clip into the clips 1%, 1 better. better. And how we hold on to the handles 1% better. But it wasn't, we're going to take all of bicycling... We're going to take our time and, and we're going to get 1% better, better every, every day. day. It's unattainable. It's, it, and it gets frustrating. It mm -hmm. gets to this point. And I think that what people do is they blow it out because in, in church, they're saying, okay, well, what, what are you going to do to read your scriptures 1% better every day? Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's unattainable. That that gets to the point it's where it's like... It's attainable for a while until it starts to become exponential or until something in your... It implodes routine, on itself. It implodes. And then you feel like... And then it also can discount all of the better that you got because the failure now comes because you weren't 1% better. Right. But I think that the important thing that's that I true. came across yeah. this morning was that that's not what the 1% better was originally communicating. It right. wasn't saying we're going to continue to get exponentially better in our time. Like that wasn't... Yeah, we're going to cross the finish line because you'd have Every to Every day we're going to cycle 1% faster. Yeah. That was not what he said. Right. You'd have to get to the point where that you the time was zero. In other words, I started and I finished in zero seconds because that's how fast I was able to go. To you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I'm I'm a, I'm right there with you. I mean, it's unattainable, but like what you were saying, it's the marge. It's it's the component. It's the individual components of this thing. And you were saying that it's more, and I agree with this, related to a goal. Very much so. So the one percent in the cycling team was we're going to look at every part of cycling. And we're going to ask ourselves, what could we do to make it a little bit better? And the principle was tiny little adjustments in lots of areas can have a significant impact on the whole. But there's a couple of things that are inherent in that discussion. The first was there's already an underlying assumption that they're being consistent. They're, they're going to keep cycling no matter what. Right. They're not starting and stopping. Like they are already at a level that they're consistently doing this. 
The other underlying assumption is that they weren't going to get 1% better forever. They were going to look at every component and get 1% better with the intent of reaching a goal. And that goal was they obviously had a time that they needed to be, that they needed to reach in order to be number one. Right. So there was a finish line. There was a, we are, we are working towards a goal, a goal that we have not hit before. Ever. I mean, it was the worst cycling team in the history of cycling, supposedly. So they took something that seemed really far away, this goal, this, this place that they wanted to be, that they had to reach for. And the 1% better actually broke it down into much smaller, attainable and measurable and influenceable components. And what I look at is, as you say that, the components were each separated out. Yes. Like the pedals, how could they're at 50%. How can we get them to 51%? You the other thing I mean? that's interesting is that they're... That, that, they obviously had some metrics in place. Yeah, they had to have. They had to have had a huge amount of metrics already in place to know, oh, this is going to be 1% better than it was. Which, right. again, inherently, there's the assumption there that they've been doing this. There's there's a foundation of consistency and record keeping in place right. already. Right. And that's a really good point. because So I was talking to Talon about this because I was mentioning to him about how the 1% better and what the problem is, is that if you look at it as the overall whole, that you, you get to the point where the system implodes on yourself. If you break it into its aggregate parts, then you could see the 1% better because while I'm working on, just using the bicycling, the pedals, I'm not working on the wheels. The wheels are staying where they, where they were when I got them 1% better yesterday, but exactly. now I'm working on the pedals. Right. Or with, I'm working on the helmet, how I can make that more streamlined. Or with my writing, how I can adjust my posture. But all of those things are the marginal gains in every different area. So that's where I get to and talk about and what I, what you and I were talking about as far as, okay, so where does a streak come in? And one of the ones you already mentioned was that a streak comes in they were writing. Yeah, they were already consistently. <laughs> they were consistently practicing, whether that be every day, every they other day. They were already getting on they the were, bike every day. Yeah, they were getting on the bike every day. Or maintaining their bike every day. Every day. Or like there was a lot right. of things that they were already doing So when you look at marginal gains, what I see in speaking of streaking and the whole person, so you being a whole person, spiritually, physically, professionally, relationship, intellectually, all of those areas... They're all different little areas of your life. Mm -hmm. And I set a streak in each one of those areas, which is an activity that I'm going to do every single day in order to become the person who I want to be. Now this relates, so this, I'm going to hopefully tie two things together here, which is the problem with 1% better and staying in the groove. Okay. You're going to try and tie them together. I'm going to try and bring them together. All right. All right. So staying in the groove if you're in the groove, then you can actually look at being 1% better. But if you're not in the groove, it's very difficult to say 1% better because if I'm not in the groove and I go for 1% better, then I'll lose that 1% because I'm not doing the activity regularly. In other words, there comes a point back to the bicycling metaphor 
where once I've adjusted the spokes and they're 1% better, they're going to stay there for a period of time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to maintenance, but they're going to stay there for a period of time. They're in the groove. Whereas something else I may need to work on and put intentional, deliberate focus around. That's what I look at with my streaks. I've got streaks in every area of my life. And I know that in some points, that streak, that activity will be the laughably simple part of that activity for quite some time. And then there'll come a point in my life where I'm like, you know what? I need to do that a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And now I can work on that 1% while not losing all the other streaks. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking too, is that if you were to do the 1% aggregate, what is it again? Marginal gains? Marginal gains. If you the, were to do... The aggregate of marginal gains. So you're aggregating together tiny all of little, these tiny little things in all different disparate places. If you were to do that in streaking, if I was to look at it and say, okay, I want to be a better... I'm trying to decide if I want to do like a physical better or... Or a spiritual, a spiritual better. better. Or... So if we, let's say, well, let's spiritual because say... it was in church. So yeah. let's say okay, that. So let's go spiritual. Rather than looking at one thing and saying, I have to get 1% better day over day. At that one At that thing. one thing. I would look at it and say, okay, what components of my life do I want to be included that are that are contributing to my spiritual person? Love it. That's exactly So I right. would look at it and say, well reading my scriptures, prayer, meditating, um, maybe fasting, Fasting, worshiping. um, Listening to spiritual music. I mean, any you can break it down in service to others. Service to others. So then if I was to do a... Because the other thing that I think is important with this is that I doubt the cycling team looked at all of the components of cycling and then said, okay, tomorrow... We're going to work on all of these. <laughs> exactly. Starting tomorrow, we are going to be better cyclists because look at all these components. That we know that all of these components are vital to our success. Right. And starting tomorrow, right. January 1st, we're going to be better at all of them. All of them. We're just going to we're do gonna We're going to be one, 1% better. We don't have to better. get a lot better. We just have to get 1%, 1% better, better, but we're going to do it at all of them at the same time. No, well, that's not what they did. Right. They recognized that the components were all there. They had a list of all of those components and then... They decided, okay, we're going to work on them. What are we going to work on first? And and they worked on them separately, not all at once. Amen and, and once hallelujah. They did the Sing first it, thing, Jamie. Sing it. <laughs> once they did the first thing, that first thing stayed at that 1% better. So I would look at it that way and be like, okay, I want to read scriptures. I want to say prayers. I want to worship. I want to meditate. I want to. But I'm not going to look at tomorrow and say, I'm going to do all of those things 1% better in one day. Yeah. I'm going to say, no, I, for this next period of time, I'm going to get 1% better at my scripture reading. You know what? You bring up a great point that I just thought about as we built our streaks over time. So we've been streaking for eight years, going on nine years now. Can you believe it? When we started our run-walk streak, it was eight, nine years ago, and it was one streak. Mm-hmm. That was it. And we just did that for 300 days. And then we thought, you know what? This can apply to something else. And so I added floss teeth. You added journal, mm-hmm. something like that. You know, write one sentence in your journal. Well, the one thing, it's not its not like we said, okay, now we've got to get 1% better at both things. Right. What we did is we said, you know what? This one's really where this it needs to be. We got 1% better at this thing. And like, it's where it needs to be. be. We Let's don't, we don't need going. to improve that one mm-hmm. anymore for, for right now. 
Let's look over at a different part and what is the marginal gain that we can get there? Exactly. And we started in on that. For me, it was flossing my teeth. And I think I've added read at least one verse of scripture every day. Mm-hmm. You, it was write at least a sentence in a journal and maybe one other thing. Probably read to the boys. Yeah. So those we started. And, and so you had three. I had three. And we just worked on those for a while. And then as those got to a point where we're like, you know what? Those are doing pretty good. Because I remember when you... When you got to the place where you're like, I feel good about my journals. I feel good about what I'm doing. I'm no longer feeling the guilt that you're like, you know what? I could probably add something else. But it was never, okay, I'm going to add all 20 things or 30 things, all these little tiny things to my life all at once and start getting them all 1% better right now. Right. We had to get in the groove of the ones before of where they needed to be mm-hmm. and then we could look at something else. Yeah. Boom. There you did. You Drop tried it Drop the in. mic. <laughs> <laughs> I think the other thing is I didn't say I'm going to get 1% better at writing in my journal every day. So today is one sentence, tomorrow is two sentences, tomorrow is or whatever 1% of one sentence would be. I don't know what that would look like. But the idea that every day had to be better than the previous day. Yeah, I just that I think is that not that, a just sustainable point. Yeah, where it implodes on itself and it, it gets frustrating and difficult and people are like, look, I'm out. I, I, I can't be that person. And I don't think that's ever what the 1% better was meant to translate into because Theirs was a very specific goal. We need yeah. to get to, we need to cross the finish line by this date in this amount of time if yeah. we want to win. Yeah. So it had an end. And then after that, so it was looking at this goal that was really far away and saying, what small things can we keep doing that we can make just a little bit better every, every day, day that will get us to that goal? It was literally taking something that was really big and turning it into small little things that you could have impact on on those little things. But it was never every single day I'm gonna get 1% better than the day before. And I think that's sometimes how it's presented. And that is, I think that needs to be corrected because I do I it don't creates think it was, failure. Yeah, well, and failure in an epic way. Yeah. I understand that there's sometimes we're gonna fail at things, we're gonna break streaks, there's gonna be things that we're, for whatever reason are not gonna happen the way that they we wanted them to or that we pictured them even when they're laughably simple and we know that it's something that we could do for whatever reason, it doesn't happen. I understand that. However, I I would caution heavily against the idea of improving in every aspect of your life every single day. It will implode on itself. Mm-hmm. Or even improving in one aspect of your life, but every single day being better than you were the day before. Yeah. Like it's just, it's not, and I a, think that that's where, it's not a realistic way to look at life. No. And it's, it's setting you up for feeling shame. That's one of the things I think you, you, you'll feel shame. You'll, instead of looking at life and thinking, you that know what, I'm so, doing good, so good. You look at it and think, I can't even do this. I can't get better. I can't get better. And you'll start to, and it negates everything that you're becoming and turns it into the only priority is I've got to get 1% better. And I think that's one of the things that has been really good for me with streaking is recognizing because I've had to ask those questions, because I've had to say, am I obsessing over something? Am I allowing the thing to become so important that I have to do it and I can't go to bed until I get it done? Is that what I'm doing? Or am I doing what you said that it's like, no, I am creating small wins every day and I am teaching myself every day that being consistent is important and sometimes it looks awesome. 
And sometimes it's just what I can do. And that's okay because the priority was, look, I was consistent. Yeah. It was small. It was not very pretty, but I was consistent. And I'll be consistent again tomorrow. Giving myself this latitude and this room for growth, for the ebbs and flows of life. For the times when I'm like, you know what? I've got a goal, a really big, far away goal. And I'm going to break that down into small things. But that goal... I'm going to stand on my streak to reach for it. I've got this solid foundation of consistency that gives me a really strong place to stand so that I can reach for this thing that's far away. That sounds really, that is so eloquently put. You're always so nice to say yeah, something. Well, that's it's good. just true. I mean, thank you. Thank you. Truth is truth. Keep it coming. Whether, Keep it, be, it, whether coming. it be nice or not, it's truth. <laughs> this is uh, one of the quotes that you and I talked about just before we started the podcast that I'd like to just share with everyone out there because I think it also relates to the idea of the 1% better and really what streaking is all about. And this is by Dean Briggs. And it's really quite, um, I, I really like this quote. I originally heard it from Bob Proctor, who was on Whitney mm -hmm. Johnson's podcast. Mm -hmm. And he it was a quote that he was studying and bless his soul, he's Bob Proctor has passed, but I got to hear Sorry, there's an itch on my foot that I just, you know, when you get those itches, you're just like, yeah. I got to itch that. Anyway. Everyone wanted to know that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So here's the quote, Dean Briggs, quote, do your work, not just your work and no more, but a little more for the lavishing sake. That little more, which is worth all the rest. And if you suffer as you must, and you doubt as you must, do your work, put your heart into it and the sky will clear. And then out of your suffering will be the supreme joy of life. Believe it or not, in an age where we've come to nearly deify leisure time, we have virtually lost sight of the fact that nearly all our satisfactions and rewards will come, not from our leisure, but from our work. I really liked that quote. Because I feel like it has layers. For me, when I first read the quote, I liked that it says, not just your work, but, and no more. Like, don't just do what, the bare minimum of what's expected, but maybe a little bit more. And that little bit more, which is worth all the rest. So I feel like, in relation to streaking, because yep. a lot of times people will say, well, you're just doing the laughably simple. Yeah, some days I do my work and maybe just a little bit more. And some days I do my work and quite a bit more. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, but the the work is in the consistency. And I love that he says, and if you suffer as you must. Not just as you might. <laughs> yeah. But as you as must. You must. And or if doubt, you doubt as you must. As you must. Which is an interesting thing to look at and say, look, this is a part of the process. So when it happens, don't get defeated by it. You should have expected it. You should you should expect to to suffer a bit. You should expect to doubt a little bit. And but that's okay. Just and what does he say? Put your heart into it. Yep. Just keep doing it. Do your work. Let your heart be soft and put your heart into it and the sky'll clear up. And then out of your suffering will be the supreme joy of life. That's a very counterintuitive to our current culture statement. That out of your suffering will come your purest joy of life. Because we did, we had someone the other day was talking about um, 
because I do the We Believe app. Uh-huh. And the message on there was talking a little bit about this and was asking like, what, what things in life, when you think about being supremely happy or supremely joyful, she said, when I think about that, it includes a beach and a chair and someone offering me really yummy drinks <laughs> and no stress and no expectation and no worry. And, and then she said, but the interesting thing is, that's not really joy. Like, is that really what brings me joy? And she said, actually, what really brings me joy is my family. I get a lot of joy from my family, from my challenges that I've worked hard and have overcome. She said, I've got a lot of joy from those or from the challenges that I've worked hard and have learned so much about myself or become different because of that challenge, more compassionate, more understanding. She goes, genuinely, those are the things that really bring me joy, not endlessly sitting on the beach with a drink in my hand. Oh, that sounds really good. And I think it sounds good for a period of time, but I think what he's saying is so true that our true satisfaction and rewards come not from leisurely sitting on the beach. Deifying leisure. Right. But genuinely (laughs) Leisure becomes our God. From our work. What I see too in relation to what you said and so eloquently put, honestly, I just, I could listen to you all day long. Um, I wish you would. That's why you married me. (laughs) You get to listen to me all day long. Folks, you should sometimes through the night too. Folks, you should be a part of our conversations. (laughs) She is really good. And sometimes I get really passionate and loud Italian. Um, (laughs) But I never do. (laughs) That's a lie. What I see here is that the work is the consistency of the streaks. And I have a number of streaks that I do every day. And there are times where I don't feel like doing any of them, but I do them because that's the work. And what the little more for me is, is that I do them all mm-hmm. or that I do one of them maybe just a little bit better. And as you t- and as you are in the groove of that, what then happens, and I believe this is where the joy comes is you get the breakthrough moment. You yeah. see the opportunity of where you haven't done something before or you take a moment and look at the number of journals that you've actually written and you realize that I have no guilt about this anymore. Mm-hmm. And it has volumes of information that is for our family and our history that is awesome. But it had to be in the groove. Yep. So let's go all the way back to the very beginning because you asked me, what about your professional streaks? The ones that, you know, I shouldn't have to work on the weekend. Right. I never, I when I set my professional streaks, they're not something I have to do. They're something I want to do to become the best in a particular area. So mm-hmm. for me, it's in this realm of communication and of the skill of being able to communicate a, a point or a principle in such a way that people open up and are willing to listen to it because it's impacted my life in such a way that I want to share it with them. Mm -hmm. And so I want to be good at that communication. Well, the groove of doing that every single day then allows me in some moments to be able to get just 1% better in that area Mm -hmm. and then hold on to it that 1% better because I'm doing it. I may not be improving it every day, 
But that's not the point. The point is getting to the place where I'm in the groove and making it happen. And I, I, as you were talking, I thought, you're right. With my journal is looking back and being like, wow, there's a lot there. There's also been times that the work comes in because I've been consistent. I genuinely have more confidence that I could do something bigger. Like in that area, I'm willing to look at it and think, actually, I could do more because I've got this foundation of consistency. And so I'm inspired to reach a little farther. Whereas without that streak in place, would that seem so far out of reach and so big to take on that I just look at it and think, no, there's no room in my life. I couldn't make that. Whereas when I've had a streak... I look at it and think, actually, I've made room for this and I think I can make even a little bit more for a while and reach a little bit higher. And and I can do that because I've got a streak in place. When the British cycling team crossed the finish line, got the gold and became and they are beca- they've become and one of the most winning teams in cycling history. The next day, I could imagine one of them going out on a leisure ride and just enjoying Mm -hmm. the opportunity to be on their bicycle, Mm -hmm. keeping the streak alive. Yep. Me too. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Jeff and this is Jamie. (laughs) And we have been talking about staying in the groove and also the problem with 1% better. Hopefully you've enjoyed the conversation. As always, we welcome all of your comments, feedback, and information. You can do that in a couple of different ways. One, you can reach out to me at Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-E-R-Y, at thestreakingapp.com or... Jamie, J-A-M-I, at thestreakingapp.com. You can follow either one of us on the Streaking app. Just download it. Google Play or the Apple App Store. There's a a social media feed in there. You can follow us and see all of the streaks that we do, all the different marginal gains that we try to get and what that is. And feel free to ask us about, ask us, ask us, ask us, ask us about any one of those. Also, feel free to subscribe to the podcast. Give it a rating. We also have the book at Apple not Apple. Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> it, is in, it is in Apple Books, but books, Amazon, or anywhere books are sold, you can download it. You can get the information you need on how to set up winning streaks in your life and to start streaking yourself. Well, that's it for today. Until we talk with you again, keep streaking. <laughs>